0: You're listening to the Engaging Leader Podcast. Today we're talking about the three most important decisions in life. Does your leadership inspire trust, passion, and action? Welcome to the Engaging Leader Podcast with Jesse Leahy, consultant, writer, and speaker. Jesse has helped executives engage hundreds of thousands of people. Join us now for principles to communicate, engage, and lead with greater impact. Welcome to the show, leaders. Recently, my oldest son, JJ, graduated from high school And I was asked to give a short commencement address at his graduation ceremony. And there were two things about that that were challenging. Number one, it's graduation. You want to say something that is going to have a lifelong impact. Of all the things you could tell graduates and the audience about, what is really the most important things you would say at that moment of time? The second thing that was challenging is, Keeping it short. Uh, you got all this important stuff to talk about. You obviously want to keep it short because there's already a ceremony that people are sitting through, and so you don't have a whole lot of their attention. They're not there to see a speech. They're there to, see, to, to just be participate in graduation and get on to the graduation parties and so forth. So when I boiled everything down to what I thought was the most important thing for my oldest child to know or to think about at that moment of life... I realized it wasn't just of importance to him. It really was important to me and to anyone who was listening. So I'd like to briefly share with you what I shared that day. You may find it helpful in your life, or you may have some young people that you can share some of these ideas with. JJ has a best friend named Justin, and one of the ways they have fun together is to take Justin's Jeep off-roading and trail riding. They leave Justin's house and they drive down the real roads to the place where they go off-road. And at that point, they have almost unlimited choice of directions for where they will go. It reminds me of when I graduated from high school and left my home and family and went to Xavier University in Cincinnati, where I had almost unlimited choices in front of me, especially regarding who I wanted to be. I'm not just talking about whether I wanted to be a doctor or a lawyer or a candlestick maker. I'm talking about more important choices, and in particular, three stories come to mind. The first involves what I chose to do about God, or just my faith in general. From my earliest memories, my parents and grandparents told me stories about a God who created Adam and Eve and let them name the animals and tend the garden. They told me stories about a man who walked on water and then involved a young boy in a miracle that fed 5,000 people. They told me stories about a God who cared about what was on our hearts and minds and listened to our prayers and answered them. When I went off to school and was on my own, I no longer had someone who was requiring me to believe in these stories or to go to church or to pray or have any type of faith or spiritual life at all. At that moment, it was completely my choice whether to continue to believe those stories or go listen to different stories, whether to uh, continue to just participate in any kind of faith life whatsoever. And so it's, I think, important to not just go along with whatever the crowd is doing, whether that is the crowd meaning your parents and just blindly following whatever they say, or the crowd that you're going to experience out in the world. At college, most students never give any of that religious life another thought those kind of spiritual relationships get to be, for most people, less important. And so it just drops off their radar screen. And I think that that is an important choice to make intentionally as opposed to accidentally. The second story that comes to mind has to do with attitude. One of my favorite quotes of all time comes from Charles Swindoll, who said, Life is 10% what happens to us and 90% how we choose to respond to it. To me, the person in my life who taught me that principle before I ever heard that quote was my grandmother, Jackie Russo-Werner. Jackie was very young, in her mid-40s, when her husband, my grandfather, died. And the two of them together were running a picture frame business. Not long after he died, she realized that that kind of mom-and-pop shop really required both of them working at it full-time to make a living. And she just wasn't going to be able to handle it on her own. And the income wasn't going to be enough. So in addition to that business, she started up a second business doing real estate, which she did in the evenings and weekends primarily. And so not only did she have this huge, sad event in life, this tragic event where the love of her life, longtime husband, a major part of her identity was gone, she had this major financial issue to deal with. Now, anybody who knows Jackie will tell you that she is one of the most positive, proactive people you would ever meet, as well as one of the most generous and selfless. She is always paying attention to who is around her and what they need. And she demonstrated that from my earliest memories, which really are from around the time my grandfather died. I think that's a conscious choice to manage your attitude, to choose to respond to life proactively as opposed to just letting it happen to us. Life is 10% what happens to us and 90% how we respond to it. And the third most important decision that comes to mind is about who to marry. I quickly made that decision after graduating from high school. I had already been dating Erin, who, of course, did become my wife. You know, in high school, as well as in college, there were lots of girls who were pretty and lots who were smart. There were plenty to choose from. Erin was both pretty and smart, but she had also... A spark to her, and she had a depth to her that was even more attractive to me. Furthermore, as I got to know her, I realized that her values were a good fit to mine. Her attitude was a good fit to mine. Uh, the way she handled relationships and her spiritual life, that was all a good fit to mine. And she had talents and passions and a creativity that were basically a source of ongoing Spark an ongoing engagement with me, and here we are almost twenty years later, where we still have a wonderful time together, great fun, we always have uh, lots of activities going on, and always have lots of things to look forward to. Was this a rational decision that I sat down and really thought through with pros and cons and evaluating Aaron against others? No, but it was proactive, and it it basically went like this: I would go on a date with Erin before I, we were going steady, and I would think, "Man, she is something else. I really probably should go steady with her." But I had been, I'd had other steady girlfriends, and was really kind of tired of being tied to. Uh, a single person having all of my time consumed with one person. And I just didn't want to be that serious so fast. And I wanted to just date around and and have a more easygoing time of life. But I would go on a date with another girl and I would think, yep, she's pretty good. Uh, That was fun. I really should date around. Then I'd go back on a date with Aaron and I'd say, wow, why am I wasting my time with anyone else? I'd go on a date with another girl and think, oh no, uh, this is really fun dating around. I like this. But I did eventually notice that the difference was not choosing between Aaron and another girl. It was always just between Aaron obviously being somebody really significant and a great fit for me versus just dating around. And when I really stopped and thought about it, that had to do with things that were ultimately important to me at a much deeper level than just... Good looks or brains. Aaron had all that and a lot more. And so I did, I do think that I made that decision about who to marry proactively. I didn't just sort of fall into it because, hey, here's somebody who's interested in me at this point in life. And so JJ and other students who are graduating this summer are approaching a moment when they can be whoever they want to be. JJ is driving in that jeep toward a crossroads and he can turn right or left on a road or he can leave the road entirely and go off-roading in every direction. And I hope that today's graduates, including my son, will have a lot of fun as they do their own exploring. But I encourage them to be intentional about it. I hope you all think about the me you want to be. I hope you make these three choices intentionally, because they're going to affect you probably the rest of your life. What are you going to do about God and about whatever faith tradition that you learn from parents or other people in your life? What attitude you're going to cultivate and who you're going to marry? And of course, today's graduates and all of us don't just make those choices one time. We make these same choices every day of our lives. Will I make it a priority to nurture my relationship with God? Will I choose to manage my attitude? Will I choose to stay married and invest in my spouse, even if I go through a period of time where it feels like she doesn't love me anymore? So that, plus a little bit of mushy stuff at the end, is what I felt was most important to tell my son at this moment in life. And I realized it probably has a lot of applicability to the rest of us throughout our lives i'd be interested to know what you leaders think would be the most important thing you could say if you had five or ten minutes to share for example at the graduation of some important young person in your life let us know in our show notes for this episode at engagingleader.com or on facebook.com forward slash engaging leader or on twitter where i am at jesse Leahy. Engaging Leader is a production of Aspondale Communications, a consulting firm where my colleagues and I partner with midsize and large employers to attract top talent, engage employees, and deliver superior business results. Find out more at Communications.com. Our thanks to Joe Sherwood, our producer, Tom Hitchcock, our programming director, James Marlar, our sound engineer, Cliff Ravenscraft, our podcasting advisor, Dustin Hartzler, our website engineer, J.J. Leahy, our video and web intern, Rick Tarrant, our announcer, and Christopher Steele, who composed our theme music. Until next time, remember, whether you realize it or not, you are always communicating and leading. Let's make the most of our opportunities to engage the people we care about.